0: Hey guys, and welcome back to the Insight Channel. My name is Freddy or Grimmy Rana, and today we have yet another very exciting episode. Today in the crosshair, we have Heku. You might know her for her involvement in some of the biggest CS events in the world, or for her alter ego as being a Christmas tree. Uh, The very esteemed interviewer joins us today for Interviewer Inception, and it's actually a part two episode. Um, Some of you may know, we did an interview over at I.M. Katowice uh, a couple months ago, and in that interview, we talked about your career, uh, and in general, your regional scene, the Latvian scene. Um, So today, we're gonna be taking a little bit more of a dive into specifically women's cs because we didn't get a chance to talk about that part really that much in the interview as we got cut off because i remember people were like hey can we uh can we use the press room please uh are you but, done
1: yet are you uh, done yet <laughs> it was like done
0: yet? every five minutes or the last 20 minutes was just like hurry up hurry up but we we're like okay cool cool um but before we go any further Heku, i just want to ask how are you doing today
1: i'm doing good the weather for a change is actually like really good outside so like you know I i started the day okay i'm still kind of jet lagged i'm just mm. or maybe like i'm just making an excuse for like waking up <laughs> the clock. but you know got up went outside got to enjoy the sun so doing pretty good it's starting
0: yeah it's that, it's that time of year now where everyone's like oh it's actually kind of warm like all the interviews t-shirt weather it's it's nice for once
1: it is it is it's like it's like fine it finally feels like spring even though it's kind of already May, and it's kind of like you know kind of getting close to the end of spring but here it feels like hey it's finally spring
0: yeah i'm very excited i'm I'm really hoping that i'm at the stage now where events aren't freezing cold because i remember at katowice specifically like oh it was so cold it was freezing and actually snowed at one stage i think as well but before we get into the actual interview question
1: uh yeah uh, uh, i just wanted to interrupt you so you're saying like you just want the events to like to not be cold then I would not recommend you to go to NA, specifically to really? US. Because, because like then you, like you go to Dallas, and it's 35 degrees outside. It's like super humid. You go inside of the venue, and it is like 17 and dry. Oh, yeah. And you need to wear a coat. So if you actually want to be warm, try to avoid those countries that abuse aircon.
0: That's a... V- That that is the first nugget of knowledge from this information, uh, from this interview. But before we actually get an interview, there was something that we missed out in part one, and that is the Torsi incident. Ah, we, oh, yes. you explained it to me off camera, but we didn't actually get a chance to like talk about it in the interview. So a little recap: uh, you were doing interviews for like not for anyone, for yourself, your YouTube channel uh, at the um, WePlay Academy League, the finals, and you did an interview with Torsi, and there's a story behind it. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you, give you the road.
1: So first of all, I'll just to, exp- to explain like yeah, like I was like traveling to VPlay, like to. I'm saying like, traveling because like, I went like a few times like specifically for the finals and I would just record interviews on my own like I would set up a camera just like just like Grimly really, like did you know like yeah. we <laughs> that way how like, we talk like, in the first part yeah when you just you set up the camera on your own and unlike him I did not have <laughs> the luxury of a wireless microphone I did like the old way where you have like you have your microphone you have the, the 3.5 you plug it into the camera and it works fine Supposedly, supposedly, supposedly <laughs> it works fine. So, I record like a few interviews and I recorded an interview with Torji because like, I really wanted to talk to him. Because uh, previously, I when I was like doing interviews online, I did an interview with Coolio and they, they together played like in Budapest 5. So, I was like really excited, especially since like during the V Play Academy League, whenever Torji would play, there would be like people would be like super happy and stuff like that. Wait, yeah, yeah. I'm just like making sure I'm not confusing them. Yes. Because I was like, wait, am I confusing with Regali? No, Regali no, is Romanian. Kulia, yeah, We're still Kulia, good. Yeah. We're still good. We're still good. I know my Balkans. We're still good. <laughs> uh, so the the day ends. I run to my room in Kiev. I open my laptop. I put in the uh, USB and, and the USB, like the, the card. And I was like, okay, I need to uh, upload the video. I mean, which means I, I need to put in, the, in Vegas, like just to put like some minor things, you know, the names, the nicknames, things like opening, finish. Everything good. I put it in... I put the file into Vegas and I was like... Oh, Vegas is, like, misbehaving. It doesn't have sound. Then I opened the file separately. And there's no sound. I was like... Oh, my laptop is misbehaving. It's not producing any sounds. <laughs> I open YouTube and there's sound. I'm like... No. Don't... No. No, 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 no. So basically what happened that at some point during the interview... And it was somewhere in the beginning because the whole thing does not have sound. Like uh, the microphone got unplugged or something like that. And because it got unplugged, but when the video was already recorded, like being recorded, it did not even turn on the microphone that is like built into the camera. So the whole thing is muted. And we're having a great time. You know, like you can see like us laughing, just like (laughs) talking. Everything is good. But you have no idea what we're talking about because it's like fully muted. And I was like. No, it, and I know it was such a good interview, and and now I face the fact that okay, either there's not gonna be an interview, or I need to go back into my DMs with Torshi and explaining to him that I'm a buffoon, and can we make another interview? So if you check my YouTube channel, you'll know like that. Yes, I I came over and I said like <laughs> sorry, can we make another one? And he's such a nice guy. He's like, yeah, sure. Like, no problem. So one more time, Torshi, thank you very much for giving me two interviews like, in two days. Uh, but yeah, basically, I-, I don't know like what is the conclusion that people need to make in, in this scenario. Like Maybe use like wireless microphones, something Double like check. that. Double check. Double check. Because it looked it was fine. It looked as if it was all good. It was the first time when it failed me.
0: Yeah, it's actually really terrifying. I remember when we did our interview, like I hadn't, done an interview that long with any of the equipment before so i had no idea how long the battery life on the on the microphones were and i yeah. was like i don't know we might be recording and like i just continued like we were and luckily luckily it did
1: and uh, while we were sitting because like you had like the two cameras set up and I saw so, like that you know you didn't you didn't have like a dummy battery so you actually had like proper batteries I plugged in And I was like I was like sometimes I was looking at the camera I was like, I wonder if they're (laughs) still filming. My camera (laughs) would really say no like a long time ago. But I was like I mean I was like, You're you're the professional, you're the one in charge, like it's mm you know? professional
0: yeah. i knew the uh, i knew the camera was good enough i i as in like i knew the camera would be fine but i didn't know if the microphone would be fine that's what i was scared about that was like the one part i was like oh i hope this works uh but yeah that was a story that i was like we have to tell this we have to tell this before we yeah. continue um so now as i said i think this episode is going to be a lot more in depth about women's cs in general because we've all like normally in this series we'd like talk about your career but You've Already done that, um, so I just want to start off with kind of like early days women's CS is like all pre ESL uh, impact. Were you following women's CS at all, or did you have any involvement with it?
1: No, I did not follow one of the reasons for that is because I didn't really follow CS that much, mm. so that's like why I kind of say, like, oh, like you know, like I am an OG, I've been involved in this way for such a super long, long time because when it comes to even even in, I think uh, in the first video I mentioned when it comes to CS, I actually got involved like fully in like 2019 because previously it was kind of somewhere like around me. It was always yeah. closed, but I never fully fully committed to it. So that's uh, and that's like the same thing that happened like to women's c- c- CS. Like so, uh, first uh, I started like uh, watching CS. You know, like those only like big events. I was start, yeah. I was start, like watching like Cologne Majors, and stuff like that. And that's like twenty nineteen and then twenty twenty happens, and obviously I started like watching more and more things, but that's when women c s kind of stopped because there were like no lands, there was like nothing happening. there's like even why you can say like my opening um uh monologue during the Dallas impact that was like the first Dallas impact like a year ago was. We waited for this for three years because there were like there were no lands, like no one was like really playing against each other. And like uh, every player that I was uh, asking to me today, hey, hey, who you wanna play against? Everyone's like, ah, oh, C L G Red, C L G Red, C L G Red, because like you know the powerhouse, there were the ones like somewhere like in the top uh, when before like the pandemic and then I mean Nigma Galaxy happened and they're still happening. Uh but yeah, but it just it just happened that like the moment when I got into the scene, uh, I was not yet involved kind of, like in all of the scene, and when I actually like like went like super deep, it was like not developing at that moment. So, so things like to impact right now, it's like growing, growing, and growing. But, but yeah, unfortunately. You can say I only like relatively not so long ago got involved I can do women's CS.
0: Yeah, I think that's like that's fair enough because especially if like someone is on the outskirts of CS and in twenty nineteen when women's CS wasn't um as uh popular and it wasn't as like publicized either, like it's actually was something that was like genuinely hard to find out about. So I think it's 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 fair enough. Um so looking back at like even though you weren't maybe around at that time, but you are now, what do you think are some of the main reasons that it wasn't flourishing back then in, like, 2019 when it did have, like, the Copenhagen game, lands and stuff like that? What do you think are some of the main reasons that, like, now it's just blown up?
1: Hmm. I mean, if I had to guess, it's probably uh, how involved is is ESL? If yeah. I had to guess, right? I Again, there's, like, uh... I didn't, like, do in, any kind of in-depth analysis. But if I had, like, to speculate, I would say it's probably the fact that, like, ESL like, showed, like, so much interest in the scene. And because of that, a lot of organizations showed in- interest. You know, all of a sudden, Australis has a team, NIP has a team. Like, all of the big orgs actually have now, like, a, a second or a third roster if they have, like, an academy team. Yeah. So, which, is, like, which is, like, super cool. Because, like, also, like, it not... Actually, there's, like, a list you can just keep on, you can keep on going, like... It's it's actually insane. So I would say probably it's like this initiative uh, from ESL that maybe we're kind of lacking because even like right now, uh, for the first like few seasons, uh, not all of the games were on HLTV, but now Impact is also like, on HLTV, which mm. makes it easier for people to actually find out that there's,
0: you
1: know, like a. a there's like impact because yeah. before like oh you you maybe like you open the be like oh there's a new article oh impact what is impact and that's how you find out but now if for example you you, you like uh, you're curious like I want to watch something like nothing big is happening right now you you look like oh who's that like, and you just like watch it and you yeah. get to find out which is like, which is amazing.
0: You think having like the big organization names is also like obviously you know they bring in organization and all that stuff like naturally money like it helps in that stability but do you think like having that hltv part and you have the organizations when people are doing like what you said they're like oh what do i want to watch and they see like astralis versus navi and the women's teams are like oh those are at least organizations that i like i know those names do you think that then helps bring popularity to women's cs
1: definitely because it's also about it's not only about the people that must come in just as viewers it's also about like the potential new talents mm. because uh, if you maybe like, imagine like hey i'm heku i'm 10 years old and like i'm sitting and watching uh games uh, like cs and i you know like i see like Astralis like the or like um uh, uh like the shield maidens or javelins and i see like oh i actually can do that that's like a really yeah. prime example of like okay if i'll keep on doing if i'll try to do like my best you know to become like a global lead then like a level 10 and then maybe like like grow higher and higher improve like my skill Yeah, it only it doesn't only show like legitimacy to the audience as that will be like as the spectators but also to like the potential new talent which make the scene even better because the more people you have like that play it the higher chance you'll have actually you know like this like 10 percent that is going to be like really really good
0: yeah and then so when esl impact came into the scene and like women's cs in the last year has like genuinely just exploded did you expect it to actually grow this quickly
1: i i was kind of hoping for it to grow this quickly i did not expect and it was like a really pleasant surprise yeah but uh, I was hoping and I saw how it can have like, the potential because I always give uh, an example, for example, when it comes like, to the Baltic scene. Uh, you know, like, we used to like, have no one from the Baltic state, then like, Robs managed to succeed, and then all of a sudden we have like, him as an example that, hey, you don't need to succeed with a team, you can be like, a really good individual yourself. So it's always like, about like, setting up uh, that example. And uh, right now, with all of those catch cups, with all of this, like, impact, with, uh, like, with everyone, like, going to play, uh, getting to play on lands, like, on big stages, they're, again, they're setting up an example, and you're just getting, like, more and more players, like, I'm just, uh, it's like this, I'm just surprised of how quick. Yeah. You know, I I was like, okay, I was like, from, like, here, it's gonna go up. It's a matter of, like, how, how, uh, you know, like, the angle. And, like, it went, like, really, really up. Like with the amount of, of the orgs that got interested, it's pleasant surprise, like a really pleasant surprise.
0: Do you think a big part of it, like rising up so fast and attracting so many players and so many organizations, is this new ESL Impact League brings so much more stability to a scene that in the past wasn't stable?
1: Uh, definitely, definitely, because now y- you know you can do it for like actually like for a living it's not it doesn't become like as a hobby you can if uh, you, you know like the girls are getting salaries like oh now they don't need to uh, like play cs just like in their free time and try to arrange uh, a tournament like on their like holidays now they can actually like full on commit and you know do it professionally so obviously like, having all of these orgs ESL and probably also in some kind of way it might help them uh, when it comes, like, to their family, because, you know, you show examples, like, hey, yeah. this is, is legit, I can do this for a living, it's not just for the guys, you know, it's, like, legit, because even, like, it, okay, maybe in it Denmark, it's not a problem anymore for anyone, because, you know, like, they're like, ah, CS, yeah. yes, yes, it's, it's it's now it's yeah. basically our official sport and stuff like that, but in some other countries where, you know, it's, it's not really, like, yet that common, at least, like, you get to, like, show the example, and then, I'm not saying that every parent will be like, oh, yes, this is legit. No problem. Spend 12 hours a day playing computer games, sure. But at least in some scenarios, and like with some parents, it'll, it'll be, you know, maybe they'll be less... fourteen Yeah.
0: It's like, it's... Because the, the first example that comes to my mind is, um, I did an interview with her in Katowice, was Poppins, the 16-year-old from mm-hmm. Brazil. And it's like, as a 16-year-old, my parents were like, you know esports because like it's really hard to get success when you're that young normally but like when you're like she's gone to two international events now and it's got all the stability so i can i could see that as being like such a clear example of why having all these international events and the constant leagues and salaries are like really help for parents uh but uh, something i do want to ask is that when when impact first got announced was there any part of you that might have been like cautiously optimistic um, because it like it seemed really good on the face of it, but were you maybe a little bit scared that it would just be like a flash in the pan? Like, you'd have one season or like the one year that they announced and it'd be like, okay, that was cool, but that's it.
1: In a way, I- again, you know, you are always... Uh, you're hoping for the best and you're prepared for the worst because yeah. uh, uh, a lot of things right now, when it comes to esports, when it comes to even... Like games themselves, it's all about like that hype and all the things they explode like a firework, and then it's gone. It's gone, and that's like also like kind of the only way uh, you can work right now. It's nothing really like grows gradually at this point, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I, that's that's how it is. You you just uh, if you try to grow gradually, you just get forgotten. You uh, are being called like, oh, that game game that esports that like whatever like you're trying to to work on so yeah i was just like uh, hoping that the people that created this project will have enough passion to kind of like tank through like all of the problems because you know from the maybe tank like the people that are skeptical uh, or like uh, like the lack of interest so Probably right now they feel like super relieved by the results, like and by like seeing the progress. Obviously, it can a lot of things can still like, improve. A lot of yeah. things can like grow, you know. Because like, right now we have, uh, I believe, only eight teams playing in the land. It would be cool, like then maybe at some point if we can get like to twelve or to sixteen. Because at this point, uh, I'm not a biased European, <laughs> but it feels like three spots for Europe is not enough. You know. I was, but, yep. It's it's not enough, but you also want to give opportunities to other regions. You still like want to uh, help like Australia or South Africa, like for them to have like, just, like one spot, so their local scene is actually motivated in some ho- kind of way, like to do things, right? So I'm just I'm just hoping that eventually we're gonna get to like to those like 16 teams. It will take time. We're getting that. We're, we're you know yes. Okay, I'm not saying like we're working on it because ESL is working on them, but ESL is like probably trying to grow and improve in in that direction. And I kind of forgot what it was, what did you even ask? It was about
0: just like cautiously optimistic of like, this is really cool, but like, because in CS stuff happens fast and like I could have seen a world where Impact had like a great year and like it got all the money. But it going from so good to then crashing down the year later could actually be a negative thing. And that was a thing that I was scared about. And it was really... I was I was personally very happy to see that that, like, didn't happen at all.
1: Yeah, same, same. I mean, and obviously for, like, all of the people that are involved, which includes the players, the talent. Because a lot of talents actually, like, now got, like, to show themselves, like... Through mm. impact, like Lucy is like like a prime example, you know, like she started with impact and uh she's not, like now working also v s l she's not working with blast like she's getting a lot of opportunities so and then there's like a lot of people who are actually like behind the camera, you know like so many people and like so many people who are really passionate about the project, so i I'm really happy that like probably they feel relieved that you know like when it's really its always sucks when you have an idea and you're like okay this is so gonna be so cool and you show it to people and they're like oh yeah that's cool and then they pass by and you're like no 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 no, no. actually it's like it's actually good no 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 yeah you know, like but here you show it them and it was like oh and you don't feel like you're forcing it up and you're like right it's so cool right it's i'm i'm just happy for everyone who's involved in yeah. this
0: because like it actually just worked like it just seemed like it's just working and it's like it's only going up but um it's it's funny you mention the european spots because for anyone who doesn't know europe has the biggest competition i think without even a shadow of a doubt it's got the most or it's the league with the most organizations um and it has like kind of all the best teams from it south america would be a very close second to be fair when you like it like they are very highly contested as well um so you raise a very good point then about as well like you don't want to take spots away from uh the other regions because you still want to make it so that their local scene progresses so what do you think right now with it still being maybe like eight teams is like what can they do in uh, esl and impact and maybe give europe more spots because it does feel like three is like not enough
1: yeah but with eight spots you, you, you because listen like uh you need to give two spots uh to south america because yeah. they're at the moment they're like the second best region like when it comes to asia they have a good team they have a good team when it comes like to south america they have like way more and uh right now even like to my surprise i think fewer didn't even qualify for dallas and they no. used like, to be they yeah. used to be like the best uh, south american teams but like now they lost olga and now olga is playing in hsg like the Asian team, so because you know it's getting even like more interesting. It's becoming like, more like, more international. but yeah, but so like, you want to give like two spots to South America as, for them being like the best uh, second region? You want to give two spots to North America, because if again, if you're taking away everything for them, you're not going to get any kind of orgs there. they mm. is already struggling. Okay, we we need to help them in some kind of way. If you just leave them like one spot, um, how will you attract organizations? You know, like, it's, it's gonna be like super hard. So that's already like four. Four out of eight are gone.
0: Be so, five because of Asia. So
1: I, I didn't count Asia yet. For now, like yeah. I've ro- uh, I was like I had like two North America yeah. and two South America. That's like four. So we're left now. We're left with four. So now it's a question like, hey. If are you giving the all four rest to Europe? It would make sense, in a way, of the level that is in Europe. But then you're taking it from Asia, you're taking it from South uh, Africa, you're taking it from Oceania, right? Yeah. But if you're going to give to all of those regions, then, you know, like, <laughs> more spots, more teams. That's what we need. We need to like, find a way how maybe eventually... Uh, to move away from like this uh, challenger format because that's how it is like if you if you look at mm. melbourne if you look at rotterdam and any basic any challenger you have eight teams that on day one and here i am talking as a talent who gets like to live all of this you have six best of ones and you finish the day <laughs> it's just like, it's like really long days okay? yeah it's like really it's really long days When you have like uh, elimination matches, uh, yeah, I think you have like six best of ones, and then you have a best of three, which means you can have eight, no, you have like nine maps. So minimum eight and maximum nine maps. But you also need to keep in mind, since there's only two sets of PCs on the stage, it means the game ends, the previous team needs to collect their stuff, the next team needs to set up their stuff, which means it's not a map after a map after a map, there's... There must be a gap. So it's like super long days for the broadcast sound, for the people that work behind the stage, uh, behind the cameras, for everyone. And for the players. Because Imagine like you just played, maybe like you played the second series of the day. Not the first one, but the second one. And then you're playing an elimination match. And you're like, you were like waiting all day long. So it's like not optimal. So uh, I'm just like waiting for us to move uh, from this like challenger format and to maybe more of a like like this like sixteen team format.
0: Yeah, like a main Swiss type thing.
1: Exactly, exactly. Which uh, obviously, uh, I see like, a lot of problems with that because most likely you will need more talent for that. That already increases your expense because like probably you'll have to do shifts and stuff like because you'll have like more days.
0: And more setups. I guess,
1: more setups. More like yeah, like more days. Uh, uh, more teams, which means more flights, accommodation. This obviously the um, the expenses just increase by a lot, by a lot. But mm. I'm just waiting for us like to get m- maybe one event a year like that. Because uh, when it comes to like uh, to the guys, yeah, like they have uh, Katowice has, has like a lo- wait, not even 16, like 24. I don't I, uh, at this point, but so there's just like the play in. Because there's also like the play-in, and there's like the in Karwitz you have a lot of teams. In Cologne you have a lot of teams. Twenty-four, uh, yeah. Yeah, every IEM, I believe. Yeah, only only challengers like there's like eight teams. Yeah, that's that's like the only place where you actually like, get eight teams. And they're yeah, qualifiers. <laughs> yeah, to so, Cologne. Yeah, exactly. So I would say if we could maybe get one event at least a year where, uh. We can get like sixteen teams, because so like then at least those teams, you know, because like, when it comes like, to Dallas, I believe uh, uh, in Dallas there's got, there's like one uh, wild card spot, and uh, and it's like HSG, HSG, like yeah, that won it.
0: They're the Asian qualifier.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So which means that like the there's not gonna be a South African team or an Ocean, because like, I don't think they could play the Asian one, even though like no. relative, they're relatively not far away, but still the ping is. Problems, so, but yeah, because like, you have like that, like sixteen, uh, uh, sixteen uh, team event. So this way, you get like those minor regions. They get their experience. They get their exposure, and maybe some local, uh, some local orgs will, will will support them. But also, we're getting some better teams from Europe. Euro- Not only three teams. Okay, listen. I think that the teams that going from Europe to Dallas are really good but i feel super bad for nip yeah because they mm. won against nigma galaxy and uh, in impact and even right now like there was like uh, players the players about uh... borders exactly and they won their semifinals so
0: just... against nigma
1: exactly so, which is absolutely crazy because like the first time you're like ah oh, you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You like it. You like it. and then you see it again you're like uh, mm. did, did they did, yeah it's, it, it brings up the question did they get lucky so right away you want to see them on the land but somehow even though they won against the best team in europe the one that kept on winning winning every impact they they end up not qualifying for impact and you're like
0: yeah it's like a ooh, it was,
1: mm. it was bad even, man and even
0: like even like big it's like they went 4 and 1 in the main group and still have lost out and it's like it's a bit unfortunate but then yeah it's like it's it's a really hard one because you you then add another european slot to dallas you and you take away south african south african women's cs has basically then just been dead for six months because if you take away their one tournament of the year that removes like what's the point of ATK k staying in them like what gives them an incentive to keep hold of their team so i feel like it's a it's a really difficult one and while we are still in this general we're, 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 we're still in the phase where sadly we only have eight team events what do you think esl can do actually then potentially to try and promote impact in these smaller regions such as Oceania, such as south america that have been like right now, kind of like the unfavorable children, they've just been thrown out a little bit because their teams like aren't as good right now.
1: Yeah, because uh, I know when it comes to Europe, there are cash cups, and I know there's a cash cups that like, can you know like, in the bigger regions. I'm way less informed about there the is, cash
0: there is there are, but they're less money as well than the Europe ones. I think they're like five hundred dollars for South America uh, for um, South Africa.
1: Yeah. So maybe increasing, but it's you know it's it's really, really hard because I'm just like thinking if uh just increasing the price pool is the answer because it you know is it, or is it something else needs to be done uh more tournaments
0: prob- potentially like regional tournaments,
1: like more regional tournaments, but uh. Maybe like in partnership like with some local organizers, because like or, for ESL to just purely make a women's tournament in South Africa feels like a little bit over the top, maybe. Because like it's, it feels like super small on the scale of ESL. Mm. Like obviously, they, like, it, again, uh, uh, just a disclosure, uh, I am a freelancer. I don't uh, work with ESL. I am not representing ESL. So don't get me into trouble, right? But I'm just talking, uh, talking my ass off. I don't know how. I don't know what's the phrase like you usually say around this. Uh, but yeah, I just like feel that maybe for that format, maybe if they could like cooperate with someone local, so they are not fully, fully involved, but they are so showing some kind of support. Because mm. like even like, you know, like sometimes like sometimes just like media support is already good. If like people are talking and people know like that something is happening, because um, I-, I recall during Dallas, uh, I had a conversation with uh, with uh, ATK. They said like, oh yeah, like, we have a lot of teams, and those teams have more than five players because of the the problem like the South Africa has, like with the electricity and stuff. Yeah. Sometimes you have an official, sometimes you have uh, a prac, and a player cannot play because they don't have electricity. As a European, that sounds wild, but but that's how they live, and that's why they need to have like more than five players, so like that person can st- stand like stand in, which also brings up a question um, can you actually develop a like a good team in such environment? because, as we can see, like six man rosters are not usually U- a thing a six man is actually like, okay, someone is gonna get kicked out, and this is like the guy who is gonna take the spot. That's how like how it works right now with, with the introduction of uh, in- introduction of a NPL and all of that. That's how it is right now. Let's let's not sugarcoat it or even bid. Also, he was like he went in instead of uh, Flamey, I believe.
0: And then Flamey eventually gets kicked, put on the academy team for a little bit, and then is it nine defenders yeah. now?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like right now, I-, I do wonder when it comes like to yourself, uh uh South Africa, uh, how it is like. Is it even like possible for them to develop like a really really good team, just because of the obstacles that they're fighting? Because it's, I mean, that's also like a problem. Not only for, it's not a problem for the women's scene. It's also like a problem for the for the whole East. Yeah,
0: for the whole of like South America. Uh, Sorry, South Africa in general. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Exactly. It's a problem for all of them. And then you also have like visas, because I feel like they usually need visas to go to places. It makes it even more complicated
0: it's a long huh. it, yeah it's just very complicated it, 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 it seems like the more like the more you think about it the harder it gets it's like when yeah. there, there isn't an easy fix um but like it does as a spectator it just does feel unfortunate to see two regions because I, I think because they do rely on impact so much the fact that oceana and south africa aren't involved in season three at all i feel like does take a big hit to those regions um and something i want to talk about as well when it comes to organizations. so europe is filled with orc teams like i'm pretty sure everyone but one team in impact right now is orked uh and like literally by top orcs as we've said, Astralis, Na'Vi. Um, however, in America, in conjunction with CLG pulling out, there's only two org teams now in America. Do you think this creates potentially a little bit of a vacuum that's similar to the um, to like male CS as well, that we actually just will end up seeing all the best players come from Europe and South America because they have just the best support?
1: We might. I, I think... I definitely think that might be the case because even when we are looking at the roster of CLG red they have a French girl and they have an Australian they're already like not a full like a full north American team uh when it comes to i mean south America does not need to get anyone into their team because um uh, the language barrier and plus they have a lot of good players, so it's not a problem for them but. Yeah, we can see like a prime example when it comes to HSg in Asia. They just got Olga from South America. (laughs) They're like, "Hey, we cannot get Anna, who's like the best player in the world. We're gonna get the second best." So it's just like, yeah, she speaks English, so like that's 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 easy. So yeah, Yeah. it, it that's how it's gonna be. But you know, we're not really here to actually like find the best solution because it is a problem for people who are maybe like more specialized yeah i look at it and i'm like, i have no idea how do you solve it how how do yeah, you yeah it's a difficult it? I have, one i don't know really in all honesty i have no idea i you know when it comes like okay we're talking about like cash cups uh okay maybe if those uh, cash cups uh, maybe will get brought again i'm not sure if they are being broadcasted are there, there are talents that, like their talent not official
0: it's um cash cups all tend to be like community. so like they're like the ip is open it's like open and someone yeah, just like picks Go it TV. up yeah
1: yeah so may- maybe if uh, hey you have the community who is like willing to uh cast on their own and maybe esl can somehow coordinate with them so like esl will be ready like to give the platform to do like more like a uh, official more like so for it to like look more serious which will be good for the scene and also for the talent, because upco- it probably is going to mm. be like an upcoming talent that like just wants to build a, build a CV to show like, Yeah. hey, I understand CS, I'm good at talking. If someone needs me, I'm Hit here. Me
0: yeah, that type of thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So maybe that could be a solution to kind of mm. give like a bit of more spotlight to those like little regions. So because, yeah. It, it's way easier to give spotlight than actually give finances because when it comes to finances that's it, it's yeah it's hard
0: it becomes yeah that gets you get into the, like a little bit of a sticky one but okay yeah. so we've, we spoke a little bit already about name a galaxy they they are very dominant however have been slightly dethroned just slightly they haven't like i think it's it's not yet like they, we can't say just yet because i think the upcoming impact one will really show like if they lose that hmm. But Kanavitsa was the first event that it really felt like Enigma Galaxy were untouchable. Like, it seemed a little bit close. Um, what were the reasons, do you think, for other teams catching up and a team like NIP now having caught up?
1: I, that's a If I had to guess... It's probably... When it comes like to Enigma Galaxy, probably uh, the reason why they managed like, to, you know like just crush everyone now, like, for, like, at least, like, a year. Right now, we have, still, like, some exceptions with the, you know, like, with NIP, which is, like, still, like, a shock. Uh, because, like, they had uh, a lot of, like, talent. Like, even, like, raw skill. So, we, they have, like, both. They have the experience of Vilga, and they have the raw talent, like, of the players. And they have, like, the best opera in the whole, like, scene. So, they mm-hmm. have, like, that combination. So, like, but probably right now... Uh, if if I had to guess, also we we are getting to see a lot of new faces. Yeah, Bilge has been here like, before COVID. It doesn't matter like, what, but now like you have like, a lot of teams that are brand new. They they did not play like, in like twenty nineteen and those like Copenhagen games, right? V two yes yes they have uh, you know like the experienced Giuliano, They have Zaz. They have like those ladies, but. Not every team is like that, and probably it's a matter of those teams just actually getting experience and like knowing like how like to do things, you know, how to coordinate as a team. Those like those little things. The man. little
0: things. They just like take time to kind of like just get going. Um, and so naming Galaxy's dominance at the start. Like it was, like, it was kind of ridiculous. They dropped like two maps in a year. Like it was really dominant do you think that was a good thing or like it was a good thing for the scene because it made teams like work harder to catch up or do you think it may it could have been a little bit negative because every team was like oh we're not gonna win because the galaxy is gonna win i
1: think it's a good thing I mean it's a good thing also for Enigma Galaxy because if you're just winning everything, you're like uh oh, it's it's not even a game. it's like so easy. we're gonna just come to another tournament, just form so now the fact that they are actually getting a little bit sweaty, you know like' oh, mm. this time it worked out, but maybe next time it's not gonna be a two one it's gonna be like an o two 2 who knows because you know like uh it 'cause it also always like comes like to the rounds because sometimes you can win a win a two o but maybe. Both of the maps were OTs, which means you could have lost it as like a O two. You, mm. c- you can you can never know. So like it's also like the fact that they lost those map, those maps is re- good for the galaxy. But also, it showed like to the rest of the scene that they're not like so in you know like, uh, absolutely untouchable. There's like no point of even, even like trying to get close to them. Yeah, like, no point. And also, I think it's also like a pretty cool challenge when you know like you're like. But maybe we gonna be the ones to beat them. Yeah. But, but wait, but, but maybe, but maybe like they sound like we got like ten rounds. But next time, uh, who knows? Fourteen, and we'll be all sixteen You know? Ex-
0: mm. ex- yeah. yeah. So, do you think that um as well? Name a galaxy is like a wake up calls themselves. Like it's good for the scene, but off of themselves, they're like, oh wow, like we need to get like we actually might lose our pedestal. I
1: mean, probably because uh, so far. I mean no one could stop them at impacts you know it didn't it didn't, it didn't matter if it was the like kentalis it was Valencia, it was Katowice, it was Jon chopping it didn't matter they were just lifting the trophy every time the only change was that at the last one they actually played against uh, navi javelins because fr- yeah. previously they were playing against furia every time this time furia like made the wrong step end up uh, playing against Dima galaxy not in the grand final but in the semi final so Yeah, but, I mean, the fact that, you know, even, like, now that the second team can, like, not be, like, Fury, and, like, now we are guaranteed the fact that Fury is definitely not going to be the second-best team at the next event because they didn't even qualify.
0: It's And now,
1: I mean, like, Olga is now going to play for HSG, so previously they were, like, so good. You know, maybe this, like, this is, like, the little push that we're lacking, and so now all of a sudden, you know, maybe they're going to be even... Better than South America? Who oh, no, knows? You know, it, now yeah. it's like makes it like more interesting. You know, you still have this like talk about okay, Enigma Galaxy undefeated, but NIP managed like to tickle them. You know, like to like <laughs> you know like uh, some nerves. They are feeling hmm. like maybe not so confident as before. So there's like a lot of still like storylines, but yeah. also, like new things.
0: <laughs> so do you think so? Like, do you think then there is a chance that Enigma Galaxy might not win? In dallas upcoming and like it's very soon actually right it's like just right around the corner the season three finals
1: it is uh i believe after the major yeah just after that's the major because it's like during the i am dallas so like yeah. i am dallas starts and then a few days later when the expo starts that's where impact starts yeah so uh i mean what i'm expecting at least at the moment is for Enigma Galaxy to play against Na'Vi Javelins in the Grand Final. Okay. That's like what I'm expecting because like right now at the moment at least it feels like Na'Vi Javelins is the second best team. They showed uh, that during Katowice. Uh Obviously they had like you know like, oh they had the support of the mm. crowd but I think in my opinion uh, I think when it comes like to the end of 2022 they were already like the third best team. Not yet the second one but the third best team because uh, Fear was the second and uh, Name of Galaxy was the first one. But now, especially now with like Olga being out, I think they are the second best one.
0: Hmm. Do you the think HSG like... potentially could become second?
1: Hmm. Second? Now that's a hard one. I'm, I'm more wondering, I think they might be the third one. Okay. Because who else can be the third one? Maybe before, like, the South Yeah, North I was going to say, they're looking good. Yeah, but because unfortunately, uh, North America is not having the easiest time. <laughs> at the last impact, yeah. they finished 7 and 8, I believe. And With, it was,
0: like, like, it was stomps as well, 7 and 8. I think CLG at least went to, like, a third map, but, like, it was it was rough. Yeah.
1: It, it was rough. Then you have uh, South America. Uh, yeah, South America is like really, really good. Uh, so the question is like, now that they lost, you know, their uh, region lost their strongest player, and you know, like, uh, if they can still contest uh, for those, like, the maybe like number two or number three, but I don't know, like, uh, wait, who's like the third team? Oh, uh, Pandas. Pandas, right? Pandas yeah, Pandas, the nine Pandas score. Nine Pandas. But you know, like, what I wonder if nine Pandas. Again, I, okay. Again, at this, at disclosure to not get me into trouble because I'm just talking stuff. uh, I do wonder, and I have no information, and I have no information. I do wonder if they will be able to actually go to Dallas, like when it comes to Nine Pandas. Because we need to keep in mind that they need visas since they have Russian passports. And getting U.S. visas with a Mm. Russian passport right now is really, really hard. So I do wonder if we will see nine Pandas in Dallas, or if we're gonna see, uh, what they played against Big. Big,
0: yeah. So would Big yes. then replace them?
1: Technically, probably. If I had to guess, probably yes, because Big should also not have problems uh, with with visas.
0: No, they're all Spanish. Yeah. Like, there's like the um Iberian, Esta? like I- Iberian team.
1: Yeah, yeah. So like, they should not. They like they have European passports. That's basically the basic idea. They they should like not have problems. So yes. So uh, nine pandas are also like pretty good. They're pretty strong. Uh, uh. They you know like, this like uh, the question like, oh, who's like the third team? Is it nine pandas or is it HSG? But now the question is like, if nine pandas can even, yeah.
0: Yeah, I didn't again, even again, think about no that.
1: Again, like I have uh, no information. Uh, because uh, when it comes to, for example, like to Nyg- uh, when it comes to Nigma Galaxy, and when it comes to Vilga, and uh, I think Tori, they were stressing out so much last time when we were trying to get visas. It took them so much time to actually. Uh, when they came like to Dallas to pl- pl- like, you know to play on the big stage, they were like, "We're just happy we we got to come here." <laughs> yeah. and They won the whole thing, but in, yeah. in their mind, they already said like you know bye bye to their tickets like so many so many times mm. just because because like of how hard it's like to get a visa so i do wonder who's like which third european team will act yeah see
0: that's actually a very good point and i think that might actually just change everything completely um and so looking at europe's also, oh yeah uh,
1: sorry 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 i uh, again have no information have yeah. no idea i do hope that hsg will also have no problems getting visas because again when you are a team from asia you also might have problems with visas. Mm. us is uh it's not the op there there is a reason why the real um rmr like the america's rmr like that w- was in sweden
0: because it's easier to get visas and like it just it just overall works so much better for exactly. players and teams
1: Exactly. So like even though it's like the Americas RMR, which means North American teams and South American teams, it's like all of those players. It's like way easier to bring them to like to Europe than to have something, for example, in the US. This time, like for example, Blast, they decided to do it in Mexico, which is also like an alternative. That's mm. something also that works just because how complicated it is when it comes to like travel, like to travel, like when it comes to the US.
0: Yeah, it's very and difficult sometimes.
1: And and then they're like, hey, make more events. Please guys, come here. Make more events. It's so hard because you cannot bring people.
0: Mm. Like it gets very difficult. And I think that's like sign that people just don't realise of like how hard it is actually to physically be there. Um but so we were talking about Europe quite a bit. G2 Oya, the and you mentioned them as well. I got experience. They were the old queens of women's CS with Zaz and Juliana. Were you a little bit surprised when they didn't come in and dominate once again, or were you kind of expecting it to be that way?
1: I guess it's a little bit of both. Mm. Because, you know, you have like those names you have so high expectations because Juliana, she just uh it's not like uh, okay, Zaz had like a, a bit of a time off, but Juliana, she just won like the, the most important yeah. uh, event like when it comes to um Valorant. So basically the equivalent of an event that she won like, in like a woman's scene in Valorant was basically hey, she just won a major in that game and she's like, oh I'm gonna go to a n- different game. Yeah. That's what basically what she did. Uh she won so, game
0: changes, right? In Berlin, yes. I think it was, yeah.
1: Exactly. Also would G2. Mm. So it it was like a big surprise the fact that the, she decided to go to see... Again, I have no I, I have no idea was it her decision? Was it someone else's decision? Was the organization? it organization? There's like always a lot of so politics, many yeah.
0: so many decisions, yeah.
1: So many decisions. So like, uh, I don't know if it was her decision or it was someone else's decision, but yeah. But she decided. Uh, she ended up uh, now like playing back, coming back to CS. So yeah, it's like a mix of you kind of have like high expectations because of the name and also because recently of the recent achievements, right? Mm. But also you you have that uh feeling of. Well, while you were away, the whole scene for like a whole year was really growing. Yeah. And coming back to like what we were talking about, I don't know how, how long ago at this point, maybe like 20 minutes ago? Like how, like how exponentially it was growing because it was, it's like the scene has been growing not only when it comes to numbers and the people that are following and the people that are interested. It also, a level actually increased by a lot. So you cannot, Hmm. you know, uh, come back and expect the same level because of how much attention this whole thing got.
0: Yeah, I think that's, yeah, that's kind of what I was, I was like, I don't know, they might be good, but, like, they can't just slot back in and still think they're the best. I remember I I heard about it at Katowice that they might be coming back to CS, and I was like, no, surely not. Really? And it, like, properly shook me. But, um... Looking at CS2, do you think CS2 and a big update like this is going to benefit the women's scene and like actually maybe bring some new players in?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Actually,
0: mm. Or do you think it will just be like a nothing, like they just continue?
1: So, I mean, the question, uh, I don't think this is a specific question when it comes back like, to women's scene. I think it's just like all to the scenes themselves. Yeah. I think it's gonna be the same way for like, for men's scene, like and for the women's scene. Uh, so like, I'm not even sure if it's how like, it's gonna change for the men's scene. Yeah. But I think the way how it's gonna change for them is gonna s- the same way. It's gonna be a kind of woman's yeah. scene. In that way, it's there's like it's not in not different in any way, you know. Mm. So uh, it's like a really hard. Qu- it's a really hard question because. I feel like it might have a bigger impact on the men's scene than the kind of women's scene because we have a lot of new players that are right now already in the scene and that yeah will bring new players so in some kind of way it will not change a lot when it comes uh, to the men's scene like they have like, so many players that have been playing the year uh, for the game like you know they like 32 they're 34 they're 30 like, Mm. they're so used to like one kind of game and it'll be like so hard to like for them to adjust so someone who is younger and is like way more flexible in this regard will come in and take their spot yeah when it, when it comes to like the woman scene like yeah we have some veterans but there's not an insane amount of them as mm. is like in the men's scene so i, I can imagine how whoever's like playing right okay. now the woman, in the women's scene like they'll be like poppins who, she's like 16 yeah like she'll be like i'm just i'm just switching the game yeah it's like switching the game as like she's going to valorant but like, as in okay. like
0: to cs2 like just like yeah, a, okay exactly exactly like, okay
1: no game okay. okay
0: that's yeah i didn't even, i didn't even actually think about it in that way of like impact does already have the new players whereas like the male scene it's going to be a lot more of a turnover because they have like they have the veterans the women scene just doesn't quite have that, that many bet- veterans yeah, yeah. yeah that's- so it's like that is i didn't even think about it in that way of that just like the wind seed will probably be able just to switch over so much quicker and so much easier it'll actually be a lot more streamlined i didn't even think about it. that's a that's a very interesting point um but closing on i'm coming towards an end heku do you and would you have any words to anyone who is Essentially, trying to do kind of similar to what you do, like uh, hosting and interviewing at like the highest level, or any women's pro that is also trying to come through the ranks. Do you have any words to anyone, like words of wisdom?
1: So basically, what uh, what I would recommend.
0: What you maybe want to want to heard when you came up.
1: Hmm. Give me a second, because there's like one thing that always triggers me, and that's. I don't know, like, nothing triggers me more than when people say, uh, try to blame maybe, uh, like, their country, especially when uh, I know that that's, like, not the case. Okay, again, when it comes to uh, South Africa, I can see how, like, for example, they can have problems, right? Yeah. They legitimate, like, they legit can have problems, uh, you know, if you want to be, like, a talent. But you, you sign up, like, to cast some kind of tournament, and all of a sudden you have you don't have uh, internet, and you don't yeah, really like... have like, electricity. Like, there's, like, in such countries, there's, like, not a lot of things, unfortunately, that they can do. But then you hear the same things from someone who is, as an example, from Latvia, like, oh, this is a small country. You cannot achieve anything there. It, it triggers me always, like, so much, because you're just trying to find, like, an excuse. Yeah. What I would say is, like, don't try to... Don't look for excuses. Just try to find ways of doing things. And if you want to be, for example, like a talent or you want to be an interviewer or you want to be a caster, whatever whatever you want to do, try to do it and try to be involved kind a smaller level. No one jumps into tier one right away. Obviously, it would be like an amazing dream, but unfortunately, that's not how it is. And trust me, in most cases, for nine people out of 10, or maybe it's to, like, for, like, 99 people, like, out of 100, you don't actually want to be thrown into tier 1 right away because you will not be actually ready. So that's why, like, it's way better to, like, gradually, like, learn to adjust to do, like, all of those things. So, yeah. If you want to do, like, interviews, do what Grim, like, this guy is doing, right? You try to find a way to do the, to showcase that, oh, I am capable of doing a good interview because that's like the, basically the same thing that i did like i did this like online i went like to events uh i've rolled like dms to people like to players like hey can i make an interview with you that's what you do you, you try to figure out no one will give you anything that, that's what we need to face it's like everyone is saying this but that's how it is mm. no one will give you anything you just need to find like a way of you know like of doing those baby steps you you will not be like right away like a broadcast down with, like in your in your studio like all all of this like good morning everybody you know it's it's just like baby steps you need to find, yeah. find a way of doing it then and obviously you're like right away you want to I- maybe like interview simple or you want to cast navi against face but that's not how it actually works right you start uh, when it comes to me you know like i started with uh, FPL, FPLC players, uh, academy players, because they were real they are really interesting players in, in those in those places. Uh, and I know, like, and I see a potential in in them. So it, it was like really cool, like, to get to talk to them before they get big. And yeah. imagine like getting to talk to Simple like ten years ago when he's like playing. I don't yeah, something like that, or like even, even more, just like with someone like at, at the root, it's like super cool because afterwards you get to know, like you get to grow together with them because right now when it comes to mouse, you know, I, I come to an event and we're like, Ey! family gathering, everything's like so cool, and it's like always so easy yeah. to make interviews with them because like, we started at the bottom and now we're at the top, yeah. you know, like all of this like music playing when we're like uh, all happy. Uh, and is like I'm talking about like when it comes to interviewing, when it comes like to casting, again, like for example, Lucy is a prime, prime uh, example of hey, uh, she started uh, she was like casting the games on her own, and then like impact started growing. She got invited to do the official broadcast. Uh, now she's uh, getting to do like ESL, she's getting to do plus just because she showed interest in like a smaller thing. And especially like if you get to be like a specialist in your own little thing. You are way maybe like more interested interesting like to be like invited for example yeah uh, if if for example you are you'll be like casting all uh, all of the like, cash cups imagine you would be in the ca- casting all of the cash cash cups in uh, oceania uh every, basically all of them all of them right you maybe you'll be like invited to impact as a specialist because hey, all of a sudden. Uh, uh, Impact is now at 16 teams and we have we don't know anything about maybe like, the new ATK if there's like a new ATK or like, uh, mine things like we don't know nothing and you'll be like oh yeah like this this one she's so legit she's so good and you already have like storylines. So, like that's that's exactly how I got to do my first season of replay because I was so involved like, in those upcoming players so they invited me as a host and worked out for me because I already knew the storylines. I didn't come hmm. kind of like, like, uh, Regal- Regali, what do we know about Regali? Or like yeah. Torzi, Tor- 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 like, uh, 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 what do you know about them? I could actually tell things and then ask, for example, my analysts, like, do you think this is the reason? And then like, oh, yes, exactly, like, we saw this. And then like, yeah. they involved the, inf- the information they gathered during the game. So the more unique knowledge you, you are capable of getting, the better it is. So, first, so, let's let's make conclusions. That's a
0: recap, okay.
1: That's a recap. No excuses. Try not to have excuses, okay? Like, actually, sit down and figure out, do you actually have a reason to have excuses? In most cases, no. Some, unfortunately, yes. But, no excuses. Uh, Then, uh, start from the bottom, go to the top. There's never a small enough job. Maybe just your ambitions are too big. Just lower them down. Lower your ego. Lower your ego. Uh, And the last one is try to find your niche. Try to find like your speciality. Try to find something that makes you special in some kind of way. Because when it comes to, for example, like uh, I am Rio, right away we have Peacemaker. Not only because he's a good analyst, but because he can provide like so much information about the Brazilian scene. We're in Brazil and things like that. Hey, maybe you can have like, a lot of information like about Asian teams. You know, like, that's usually, for example, what I, th- I think Bled does. You know, when it comes to like o- Oceania yeah. and it comes to like Asia, he's like he's like the specialist of that. So, like, if you can find something amazing, amazing, because yeah. like then you'll be not just another voice. You're gonna be another voice with youth
0: information yes find your niche i think that is the one i'm going to drive home because that's like this whole channel is built on find your niche like do something find a niche get in like analytical as especially a lot of stuff we do on the other parts of the channel of like find the analytical side of stuff and like it's it's maybe quite niche but like that's what sets you apart um and yeah like this is I, i was just thinking as well like this channel is slowly collecting like a quote book of inspirational quotes because we always are at the end of at the end of the interview, it's like, oh, so what did you have to say? And like everyone comes out with something like really inspirational. And so far it's been like loads of different stuff. So at the end of like in like a month's time, I'm gonna collect all the inspirational quotes and like put them together and like have like what everyone has said and just like write like a book about it of just like inspirational quotes from In the Crosshair. Um but speaking about In the Crosshair, it's been a pleasure, Heku, to have you on. Um I didn't expect this episode to go on for this long. So I apologize for taking you up too much of your time, but thank you. Yeah, yeah.
1: This time we didn't have the batteries, we didn't have the <laughs> as long as our internet and we, as long as our internet works and as long we have electricity, we can do.
0: We're that. smiling. Yeah, I remember. Like last time, it was very stressful, being like, "God, we just have to finish this." And like, I didn't want to finish it, you didn't want to finish it, but we had to finish it. But it's all turned out for the best because we are here so thank you very much guys for ju- staying uh for tuning in and watching this episode and make sure you do as well stay tuned for next week because we've got something very exciting and it's got something to do with the paris major so thank you very guys very much and i hope you have a good week yeah.